0: everyone, welcome to Barside Chats. I'm Brian the Gleeman. And I'm Matt the Innkeeper. And this is a Wheel of Time podcast from the Dusty Wheel. This episode contains spoilers. If you have not completed the Wheel of Time, please proceed with caution. Welcome back to Barside Chats. I'm Brian the Gleeman and I'm once again joined by my friend Matt the Innkeeper. Matt, how's it going?
1: It's going good. It's been way too long and we've been at the Barside, so I'm looking forward to this.
0: A quick housekeeping note before we begin. Up until now, we've been releasing new episodes each week, but starting now we will release episodes every other week. Uh, Real life has gotten in the way and we need to (laughs) focus on that. Let's get into our topic. Tonight is the second of our Essentials series, this time focusing on our favorite healer, Naive. Nynaeve is one of the Immensville Five and is in many plot lines for the entire series, so there's a lot to talk about here. But Matt, do you want to kick us off with the sort of synopsis of what Nynaeve was up to throughout the series? Yeah, I mean, I think she was falling in love with Lan, right? <laughs>
1: no, no. So, so yeah i mean that's part of it right i mean obviously she be we we get to know her as the wisdom of Emmonsfield, right uh she's well renowned as being good at healing and um and then eventually she becomes this kind of like she converts into this like uber tracker who hunts down like the members of the village because she's going to save them from the evil walrain uh and then then we find out that she's actually like this ridiculously uber-powerful wilder that, you know, can channel better than basically anyone. And uh, that's if she can get past her block, of course. And then that, that kind of like finally cements us into kind of the arc that's about to happen because she's fallen in love with Lan during the same time. So from there on, we kind of get a little pieces of that, right? She's she ends up in the tower, and she does her testing, and then she gets roped into the Shranchan plot, and then to the Black Aja plot, and she's interfacing with, you know, Egwene and Teleronriad, where then she ends up fighting Mulgedion, and then she's roped into uh, tracking down the Black Aja still, who are continuing to be this kind of thorn in their side, and then eventually captures Mulgedion. And then we, I feel like we reach the pinnacle of, you know, things that uh, Nynaeve does when she heals Stilling, like that's one of those moments where the book just stops for people. You know, it's like that is such a key moment. Then, of course, she's involved in Ebudar, the Bowl of Winds. You know, she marries Lan, she helps Rand cleanse the Taint, and she starts recruiting Borderlanders. And she then becomes almost like a sidekick for Rand, accompanies him everywhere, right to the Daughter of the Nine Moons. And she talks Rand down when it comes to the Borderlander army because because Rand's kind of going crazy at this point. Which is weird because then she heals madness and she finds out. And then eventually, kind of full circle, comes back to testing for the shawl, getting Lan's bond, and leads into accompanying Rand to Thakondar and and linking with Kalindor and Rand and Moraine. And eventually survives the last battle and lives happily ever after and has, you know, Lan, uh, Malkiri babies. You know, <laughs> that's basically what. I- okay, so we don't know the end part, uh, <laughs> but we do know that. You know, the idea is that she's going to go revive Malkyr uh, at the end, uh, you know, uh, and, and with land. So I, to me, that's kind of, those are all like the main points, at least that stick out to me when it comes to Nynaeve, as far as her evolution as a character. Uh, I think to me, there was immediately some things that stuck out that were essentially necessary for Nynaeve. Uh, but yeah, did anything did I miss anything for you? Is there something that you think uh, plot-wise that was key that I left out?
0: I don't think you missed anything major. I mean, there, some of the more memorable scenes that I can think of are when she got dosed with a root for the first time <laughs> in Tear. Yeah. That was very memorable. Um, and I think it did shape some of her character and personality throughout the series. But uh, that's pretty much everything that she did. The thing that jumped out to me about that list is there's kind of three themes. One is she's a healer. Like that is her shtick, right? Like she heals stilling, you know, she heals madness. She cleanses the taint. She heals the taint. She um, heals everybody. Like she runs around and uh, like half of the last battle, she's just running around healing people. Um, <laughs> and so like healing is is pretty core to her storyline. And if she wasn't a healer, then she wouldn't be you know, naive. A second thing that jumps out, like, plot-wise is the whole Moghedeon plot. She she kind of accompanies everybody else on the other plotline. She accompanies them to Falme, to uh, Ibodar, to you know, Sheokal, to Takandar. Um, she accompanies Rand all, to all, the, all these places. But the, the plotline that is truly and distinctly hers is the Mogedian plot plotline. She has an arch nemesis, Moghedeon, and they face off several times uh that that's the thing that's like distinctly hers out of all the things that you mentioned and the third is the land plot line the land romance from eye of the world all the way to the memory of light that's like a line that runs through the whole books and even though we don't see a lot of it on screen it is pivotal to the last battle so the rest of the plot lines appear to be she's a sidekick ...to other people. Uh, that's a little reductionist. There's a lot of scenes where she's, you know, in charge and, and doing things, but they're really more about like Matt in Ibudar and Elaine in The Ken. Um, it's not really about Neneve herself. It's about other people. I want
1: to address that one because you're bringing up healing. And when you think about when you think about war and you think about conflict you don't think about the healer being at the front of the conflict, right? They're not like, you know, I mean, if you're just planning for a battle, you're not like, let's keep our med, you know, our tech, our med techs, like let's put them in the front. It's like, no, you want, you want to pull people back out of the battle, heal them and put them back in or, you know, so I think there's just something natural about her kind of not leading out, if that makes sense. I I just, I think you would, would, you know, she's not, I mean, she does kind of have a paladin-esque feel to her from a characterization standpoint but she certainly is um, yeah she's a sidekick when you said that I was like I just don't like that word for 90 sidekick but she yeah she's she's not the front and center character out there but that's partly because all the things that she's doing uh, to me are healing uh, everything I mean she's healing Malkir right she's she, she's healing all of the wounds uh, that are are taking place here among her friends. Uh, you know, think consider her relationship with Egwene. You know, she continues that kind of almost mentor, motherly role with Egwene that she has. And Egwene doesn't see it. And people bring this up all the time, like Egwene kind of abuses that relationship a bit at times. Uh, but, but Nynaeve, you know, she heals Lan, if you will, right? She's She's always playing that role. And so I think plots that that deal in that, I think when it comes to getting essential naive in the Amazon Prime TV series, I think they have to keep the, those pieces that really deal with her as a healer. Maybe that we just have so many, we can get rid of some of them. But can you think of any healing plots or subplots where you'd say we could drop that and we'd still have essential naive?
0: Nynaeve is... A healer first and foremost like you see that from the very first time we see her in eye of the world she is not she's bossy and she's you know bossing everybody around but she's doing it with the best of intentions and she's there to make everybody healthy and grow and be happy she follows the boys and Egwene out of the two rivers because she wants to protect them and then for the and that that's what she does for the entire series. She protects her friends. She protects her family. She protects, you know, Rand and and Lan and everybody. Really, everybody. She protects everybody. Yeah. And that's such an essential part of her character that you you have to kind of remind people constantly. She's a support character. And like we were talking about, like a Dungeons and Dragons or some kind of role playing game. Um, she's not the one that's front and center beating up bad guys and and taking damage. She's in the back, like supporting everybody with with healing and with you know love and protection and that kind of thing and i think that is uh incredibly important and as much as everybody else is front and center swinging their swords and axes and hammers beating everybody up you do need the reminder that there is somebody back there who's a healing calming presence in the world As um as abrasive as many can be that's what she is she is this healing calming calming presence um, so I, I think you have to keep the healing sequences. Well, going I was gonna say, I, I love that about how Jordan writes
1: her, because when you think of yourself, at least to me, when I think to myself, uh, the healer and protector, that's not the face. <laughs> it's not like I don't think a right. naive, yeah, right. no, like, but that's who she is, and it's. I think he's done a great job of creating a character that, you know, you you want to think of her in so many different ways, but yeah, essentially, she has those. Those are just so key to her character development. But I want to ask you then about a specific plot here. I'm looking at this list of things I went down. Uh when it comes to healing the weather, do we need to heal the weather? And do we need her involved in the bowl of winds plot and everything like that? Uh because it is a healing aspect, right? It's another plot along that same line. Uh but is it is it key for the series and is it key for Nynaeve?
0: I think the answer is no for both of those. I, the the bowl of the winds scene which you're referring to is I think widely regarded as one of the least essential long running plots in the series. It serves a purpose, which is to get the Ken into the story and get the sea folk <laughs> right. on board with uh the Koromor. But it doesn't really move the plot forward that much. And Nani doesn't need to be there for that to happen. Like that could have easily just been Elaine. Um, there's nothing, you know, other than the healing motif that you just referenced. There's really no reason for need to be there. You could actually, I think, we're talking about all the characters, but if we go through the other essentials for Elaine and, and whoever else and Matt, we might discover that this particular sequence we could just kill altogether. The bowl of the wind scene, like the weather going crazy and then the bowl of the wind's fixing it, that just doesn't really have a big impact on the world. It kind of says it does, but it doesn't really, nothing fundamentally changes because of that sequence. So yeah, I would cut it. Now, if we were thinking about things like Like you mentioned healing Lan or healing Malkier. Like that is, those are thematic, you know, long running things that you have to build upon. Yeah. That that every time she does something that kind of heals Lan a little bit more, makes him feel a little more comfortable with his life and with his future. That is something you have to build upon. You can't just have a one-time sequence that does that. And so I think that throughout the whole series really kind of flows with Nynaeve's constant, Every time she talks to Lan, every scene that she interacts with Lan in is a scene where she's basically working on healing him. The same thing when it comes to the Ma-Kir, when she gets, you know, toward the last battle, she's riding through the borderlands and she's gathering, the, let's call them, the antibodies to, you know, go fight the virus. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, like, that's right, what yeah. she's doing. And it's, you can't just have one sequence. It's, it's multiple sequences that build up to that. I feel the bowl of the winds doesn't really build up to anything. And Nynaeve's presence there doesn't really change much it doesn't change her character it doesn't really establish anything new about her that we didn't know and it doesn't lead into something else either for her you no know, i was I was kind of surprised you know as you're as you're talking to me about this and as i'm kind of
1: staring at this list i unlike parents, where I felt like we i could i could get rid of maybe a third of the things parent does an essential parent would still End up at the last battle, and there's not a lot here where I'm feeling like uh, we could drop it, and maybe it's because she does have that kind of. She's a main character, but she, you know, she still has that side character, you know, sidekick kind of character feel, and maybe because of that, I. I just don't see a lot that's here to cut in the sense of their key moments that Jordan shows us that she's involved in, you know, that we've talked about this before, Valen Luca's menagerie, you know, maybe they can throw it in. Yeah. That's, but I don't yeah. think that's not like a central portion of this. But when I think of the main pieces here, which is we find out she's a wilder and she, we, we have to see her be tested, right? We need to see her kind of gain acceptance in the white tower, uh, we seeing her as part of the shan chan plot makes so much sense it'd be weird to remove that the black aja plot leading to mogedian and her interactions in Teleronriad and kind of uh, that piece of it makes sense you can't really drop that I, i'm stretching here to find out what we could really drop out of this because jordan it seems like streamlined how he used her in order to develop her character, so I guess I'm kind of surprised. I, you know, uh, uh, maybe and I, maybe I'll air narrow down where I do think we could potentially get away with this is how much accompanying ram she does. I think we can cut a bit, right? accompanying him to the daughter of nine moons, accompanying him all over the place, dealing with, you know, and they go to Camelin when they go all these places and setting things up. You know, you see kind of, you know, she wants to help uh, the kin and she wants to help all these groups of people and she sees wrongs in the world and wants wants to right them. I think we can, for me at least, drop some of that and still not ruin her plot line. But, you know, you healing madness is, I think it's important we see that, right? Um, obviously taking part in the cleansing of the taint, totally key you know uh healing stilling obviously important there's not much fat here from a plot standpoint is what i'm seeing do you see some fat along the plot here that we could get kind of edge out here or do you do you feel the same way
0: i want i want to kind of change the question a little bit okay. i'm not going to answer your question i'm going to change it <laughs> a little bit okay what you said is correct like um she's got a very streamlined story but what's interesting about that is that her story is actually very short. Nynaeve's story is very small compared to Perrin's, compared to Rand's, compared to Matt's. It's, it's actually a very, very small story. And it is specifically centered around the Mogetian plotline. That is the one plotline where she is front and center and that is her like she's the she's the hero, right? Yeah. So we we can group in a whole the Wilder, the tests, the Accepted tests, to get the Black Aja, and the Mel all is that plotline. But that is her plotline, and that is the story that really has her front and center as the hero. Almost every other event that she is in, she's a supporting character. She's there. She's helping. She brings uh, uh, texture and flavor to the world, but she is not the hero of that scene. To your point... Her story is actually already very streamlined. There's not a lot of fat to trim here. Like it's just a very streamlined story. Now, what you could get rid of is you could have her not go on some of these side trips. You could have her not go to Abu Dhabi. You could just have Elaine do that. You could have her not be at the dragon's piece. You could have her, you know, I don't know. You could have you can cut her out of some of this plot stories where she's accompanying somebody else on their adventure, which happens quite a bit. You know, you'd need. And so if we were going to cut things like plot lines, that's where I would start. I would start on the things where she is not the hero of the story. She's not the protagonist of that particular plot line. She's just a support character in service of somebody else's plot line. So,
1: Okay, so this is an interesting point. And for those listening, I'll be kind of curious how others react when they listen to the bar side here, which is maybe what at least we're identifying is Nynaeve does need to be amped up more so than trimmed. You know, maybe uh, Robert Jordan did a disservice here, which is, it is really important. You know, you're a healer, you're a protector. You know, she plays that role well. But even, I would even say, even with Mogedian, it, she is leading in that. But at times it's just, she's being carried along in that plot. So maybe the Black Aja plot is one that she really owns. Versus is just participates in, you know, where it's something that she, you know, again, healing the tower in that sense, you know, you think about Egwene that way, but, you know, Nynaeve seeing the Black Aja and how terrible this is and seeing her friend almost destroyed by a Black Aja plot and seeing them going, the Black Aja going after her friends and realizing the real white tower that she wants to destroy is the Black Aja that have you know, uh, corrupted it. You know, she was angry at Moiraine at first. I could see them actually amping up this uh, desire to heal that and part of that being that she does have to step out in front and fight to do that to yep. to heal the tower, if you will. I would, I would actually be very in favor of Rafe and his team, you know, doing something like that and really amping up her leadership in that conflict even more so than you see in the books.
0: Nynaeve is probably... I want to say probably the only character in which they could actually expand her role in the books and still make it work. Uh, There are some sequences or scenes in the books that are dead weight or they kind of they just don't go anywhere. You know, Um, they kind of they kind of start and they started off promising and then they didn't end up anywhere. And so, for example, in Saladar with the with the rebels, like you could say like Egwene says, look, I know there's Black Aja around here somewhere we need to hunt them down. Hey, I need to go figure it out. Like, you know, maybe, maybe that's something that they could do and put her front and center in a plot line that involves healing characters or healing something that really builds her character that really does something. And you could cut some of these other dead weight storylines that didn't go anywhere in the books. Just cut those out and replace them with something that is similar serves a similar purpose but allows Nynaeve to shine in the front. She's probably the only character I can think of that I would really say here give her a couple more scenes where she can really be the, the hero.
1: Jordan brings in Codswain and he brings in Codswain's like uh crew, <laughs> you know, like and then and it almost seems like Nynaeve plays second fiddle even though she's like the greatest healer apparently in an age, at least when it comes to the most creative healer, you know, not that others can't heal or do things that she can. Uh, can't do but i wonder if part of this is amping up that aspect too which is really playing up some of these things that i don't like how they happen which is jordan, jordan will be like yeah yeah nine eve's over here oh, i'm just inspecting this uh fixed it you know and then it's over and all of a sudden logan's healed and he's gone and swan and liana liana they're just like uh, they ask for, and then they, Logan and they rest, those individuals almost take a front seat compared to Nynaeve, right? Right. Here's the person right. that, like, healed them, and she still seems to take kind on of a second fiddle. Like, when she heals madness, it's kind of like, hey, you know, and then, like, everyone else is, yeah, like, right, right. everything's Woo-hoo. so important. Like, you're amazing. Way to go, creative, outside-the-box thinker Nynaeve. Talk to you later, and then it's like moving on. Get to Matrim or Perrin or Rand or Egwene, where the real action is. Uh, so I, maybe another aspect of. So
0: they should actually make her a circus act in Val Luca's circus, <laughs> and then she can get some fame around the around the country, around the world for uh, for healing things <laughs> that can't be healed.
1: Oh, that's true. That would be hilarious. Actually, I would love that if they like they gave her that kind of role and people just believed it. it wasn't Aes Sedai magic, right? It was just this person with special gifts that's healing people. And in order to make, in order to like hide, she actually does have to use her talent to heal people. I don't know, there'd be something <laughs> really fun about that, like that idea. And, so I, I, and then, yeah, like you're saying, it'd be awesome for people to hear about this amazing healer that is going around the country. You know what I mean? I would, I would love to for people to like yep. hear about Nine Eves, but not know that it's Nine Eve. You know what I mean? It's just like, so I think they can do some things like that, which gives her this kind of front and center uh, and highlights these things more so and doesn't just leave Nynaeve after she does something amazing, right? That, uh, that her, and and maybe that changes her a bit more than Jordan wanted to, but, but there's something about her being the Wilder, though, that I think is important. I would recommend we absolutely keep her as a Wilder. I hope Rafe and his team have not changed that at all. I think Nynaeve's block yeah. and her being a Wilder is actually very key to all of kind of her her mix of like stubborn, angry, you know, pick herself up by her bootstraps and, and move up forward and conquer things attitude, I think, comes from also this humility of... You know, being impotent at times and, you know, unable to do the things that she wants to do. Uh, I hope they keep that aspect of her plot line. I I think that would completely change her healer protector role if she wasn't also dealing not that role itself, but how she approaches it. If they took away the right. wilder aspect of her gifts,
0: it's, it's probably her most endearing quality, right? Which is she's so frustrated because she wants to help people and she wants to channel and she can't do it because it's some stupid block. <laughs> right, it's, right, right. It's not like she's, you feel her frustration through the first several books when she's got the block. And it's just like, I don't know, I feel it makes you feel closer to her as she goes through this plotline. What do I talk about? The Mogidian plot. So the Healer plotline we talked about, it's it's got a lot of it really shows her personality, her desire to do good in the world. But what about the Mogadian plotline? What does that bring to Nanai's story that some of the other plotlines don't? Is it just being front and center as a hero?
1: No, no. I I think it this is the aspect um where her passion meets her courage. Right? Her passion to fix things is, is part of the aspect of that is that she's courageous enough to try. And so I think the the Black Aja plot and Mogedian, this idea of wait, I am this capable and strong, or I'm at least willing to try to be, because who else is there? You know, no one else is gonna do this if I don't do it. You know, I I feel like that aspect of her comes out with the Mogedian piece. I think there I think other characters in the story just don't have the attributes that she does in order to make that believable, if that makes sense. Like you you just believe that Nynaeve could do it. Not because she just can channel, you know, she has she's so powerful in the sense when she can channel. You just have this belief. You you almost like from a reader's perspective, gain her self-confidence in her, right? You're like, uh, no, no, I know that she can do it because when she puts her mind to it, even though she's kind of humble about it at times, in in her head at least, and she doesn't think she can, she's willing to try. And I think that that aspect of, sure, the healing thing where she just tries something, sure, but I like to see it in a more assertive role in fighting, and I think it comes through with that. So I think I think courage shows up pretty dominantly in that. In that aspect with Morgaine, where you don't get it elsewhere, you know, in my opinion,
0: right, right. She doesn't really show, you know, courage in the face of danger when it comes to, I don't know, the Dragon's Peace when she's helping Rand negotiate that, or even even in the last battle, uh, it's it's not like as front and center, even though she does save, uh, try to save Rand's life with uh, the whole Alana and Morden, um scene, but she is. You're right. I think she's the most courageous in the scenes with Moghetti and, and the Black Aja, and, and, but also the most vulnerable. Like yeah. when she fails, she she's so like pitiful. She's so – like you can just feel how bad she feels and how incompetent and helpless she feels. And it's, it takes her a little while to, to get back to the point where she's like, no, I can actually do this. And I think that's a really good – character transformation that we see with naive. I want
1: to add to that. One thing that just struck me right now is she has the right amount of terrified as part of her courage, (laughs) right? Like sometimes Matt, he's fun and he just walks into things and his luck saves him. And you're like, he's cool. I like him, you know? And sometimes a parent, you're just like, dude, just be a little bit more courageous. You know, Uh, you, you have other great things, but just get out there and do it. And I, she has. She's terrified, rightfully so, of Mulgavian. In that instance, she's terrified of the things she doesn't know how to do, and and that comes across perfectly. Right? It's it, that have, she has the right amount of it, and I think Jordan writes into her the right amount of terrified. And so that's something I hope that Rafe and his team get. I we don't want to see some presumptuous kind of person right. believe they can because they can do anything. We want someone that's right. terrified of of their limitations, but is willing to try um, because they believe in themselves and they believe that no one else will, and they and they're willing to do it. I, I'm hoping we get that aspect of it because, yeah, like you said, there's something very vulnerable about a person like that, and uh, and naive embodies that in ways that Egwene doesn't. Honestly, there's stuff that Egwene yeah. does, and we haven't we haven't got to essential Egwene, but we will. But there's just things and ways that she approaches problems completely different than Nynaeve and her mindset is completely different in my opinion. So yeah, I I like that aspect. I agree.
0: One of of the things I like about her plotline with Mogidion and the Black Aja is really her being in the crucible with Mogidion. I think true courage is courage in the face of fear. Like courage is I have to do this thing because it's the right thing to do even though I'm pooping myself right it has to be like i'm so scared i'm shaking and my teeth are rattling and and i can't think straight but i have to do this because it's the right thing to do and she's one of the few characters where that's true all the time like not all the time but compared to the other characters she's really the only one who does that everybody else has this like quiet resolve inside them This like i'm elaine i'm the daughter heir of Endor I can do whatever I want I'm gonna walk into this room full of thugs and I'm gonna tell them what to do and Nynaeve is like "Uh, I'm about to walk into a room and I know there's Black Aja in there and oh my god I might pee myself but I gotta do this oh my god here we go and then she goes and she does it and the first time she gets her butt kicked and then after that she's successful um so I think I think that's like a really neat way of telling that story that Robert Jordan did um by giving us true courage in the face of danger and fear.
1: But I've come to appreciate Nynaeve, I think, more as an adult, which is Yes, absolutely you see the transition between some individuals like Rand Matt Perrin and Egwene. <laughs> and then you see like that yep. that moment maybe you can remember in your own life where you did have to walk into that room. You couldn't just stand outside of that room and have somebody else do it, whether or not it's a mentor or a parent or some somebody else is going to help you through it. You just had to go be the person that did it by yourself. And it's extremely terrifying. And you suck at it at first, and then you, you get better at it. And that, uh, and, and to me, that's what you see with, with naive Because from a characterization standpoint, I don't think that you see this huge character arc from a temperament standpoint really happen there. I don't. You don't see, at least from how I view ninety. But I don't see these um, these mountains of of uh, attributes that have changed from the beginning. But for her, I see like a refining of what was there. Right. These things are kind of right. changing her in smaller ways than we see with like Rand and Egwene and such. And and I like that because uh, there's something stable. About it, but there's also a kind of natural flow of like she had this experience, she's changing a little bit, she's having this experience, she's changing a little bit, and you don't have this aspect of where you feel like Robert Jordan has to fast forward someone's, you know, development from being immature to mature uh, in situations, so it makes sense to the plot. And so, uh, yeah, I I love that about her character. I think it's essential to her that she's refined. But that Rafe and his team don't go crazy in in giving her huge changes, if that makes sense. I don't know if you see it that way.
0: I do. I do. Actually, as you were talking, I was thinking it's ironic that Perrin is the blacksmith because Perrin goes into the fire with an axe and comes out with a hammer, and Nynaeve goes into the fire as like raw ore and comes out as fine steel. Right? Like it's she actually got forged in the fire, and Perrin got transformed into something completely different um and you can think that rand sort of follows through we're not doing an essentials rand for obvious reasons but um <laughs> at least yet but uh rand goes through the fire and he he almost breaks because he's so brittle and then he loosens up and now he's no longer a, a weapon he's a reed that can you know blow in the wind or whatever the metaphor is in the books and so um i i see it that way absolutely she is somebody who went in kind of raw and came out refined and came out like better, stronger. Um in and, and not just in not in a character completely changed her personality didn't change. Her view on the world didn't really change. She just got stronger. Yeah. And she got better. And she grew and like she's still nine the same nine that left the two rivers. She's just wiser, more experienced and uh uh is powerful yeah i i'm i didn't realize i I like naive this much (laughs) i'm like talking to you like i didn't either i didn't either i'm like i'm like really like her now (laughs) um uh what about so let's let's do the last like theme or whatever from the books which is her romance with lan okay what does that bring to naive? and if if she didn't fall in love with lan is she still naive? what's what's essential about that so what i think
1: essential about that is like the meaning of all of these things uh, for Nynaeve, right? It's the people that she loves is what drives her, right? Uh, it, almost like with Egwene, it almost seems like she wants to accomplish something grander than herself or something to that effect. You know, Matt, just, you know, wants to leave and then wants to return and doesn't know what the hell he wants in life, you know, and, and I'm not even right. sure by the end of the books that he knows, you know, he's just like, yeah, tuan's totally cool. Sure, why not? You know, like... Uh, But you think about somebody like Nynaeve, I think that the core of what drives her is that very love that she has for those who are close to her, you know, her friends in this regard. And Lan is someone to me that she uh, immediately sees as a reason to live and a reason to not just live, but succeed and protect those around. And and maybe she sees that in Lan, right? Maybe she sees someone who is that kindred spirit, right? He protects and almost heals through his gift, Moiraine. You know, even though Moiraine heals him, you know, but the the bond itself enabling her to do the things that she needs to do. And so maybe she sees a kindred soul there immediately, and it's just very attractive to her but it also becomes the driving force of uh, that that takes her beyond her need to protect just her her friends right then it becomes this need to build something with this person grander than just you know, um, this this mission that'll end eventually, which is, you know, Egwene will grow up and Rand will grow up, but what is it left for Nynaeve? What's the driving piece that remains at the very end? And to me that's Lan and it has to be in the it just has to be in the show. Like that relationship is so key for, for Nynaeve in that same way when you distill her all the way down. So that's that's how I see it.
0: The way I see it is Lan gives Nynaeve a reason to look forward to the future she only had this point of view for you know half a book but she when she left the two rivers it was very much i'm getting my boys and i'm bringing them back home (laughs) and and even even up until you know the white tower and you know the great hunt and um dragon reborn she is still very much like the two rivers is my home this is where i'm going this is What's important to me? I need to save my people. And then she meets Lan and her priorities kind of shift and it stops being about home. Like, the Two Rivers stops being home for her and it's just a place where she used to be. And now everything that goes forward is about Lan. It's about, that's what makes her look forward to the future. I want to help Lan. I want to marry him. I want to you know, be with him. I want to get him from Moraine. I want to get him from Alana. I want to you know all that stuff and so it's very much it changes her focus away from the past away from the two rivers and toward something else in the future some future goal that she has um and so i think it's it's pretty critical there not that any of the characters other than perrin really look back much um and even perrin doesn't really either he just kind of has a feeling in the back of his head and he goes and finds out oh there's Trollocs attacking home but <laughs> most of the characters don't really look back, and she starts off looking back. Like the entire first book, pretty much, she's looking back and saying, "I'm going back to the Two Rivers someday, and I'm going to take these kids with me." And it's not until she realizes she's in love with Lan that that changes.
1: Yeah, and, and and I like that. That's what she, I like that. That is how she her her plot ends, if you will. Which I, I'm totally fine with. You know, I I want to see people die at the end of. <laughs> You know, I want to see sacrifice right, and I want right. to see those kind of things. But in this regard, Nynaeve is someone that I wanted to survive the last battle. And I did want her to be with Lan. And I do want to see, like, I, it's not this, like, I, a fantasy of happily ever after. It's like, it's someone that, that is that courageous and determined and and still kind of somewhat meek and has some self-doubt. You want to see that person win in the end, <laughs> you know, and Robert Jordan does a good job with that because uh, I have no problem with her, her, how, how, how it ends. And I do, again, hopefully we get that far with the TV series. I think that is essential to the story being written about Nynaeve, that she does survive and that she survives with Lan. And I think that's going to be hard for Rafe and his team because there's something about right TV that... You know, that would make a good drama in the end for one of them to not make it, right? It would that, that ultimate sacrifice is a nice kind of dramatic, you know, plot device to to really just dig into people that are watching or partaking in some kind of form of media and entertainment. You know, losing somebody like that at the very end is key. But I'm hoping that they don't make that change. I, I think it's essential to how uh Nynaeve's plot ends.
0: Let's leave it there. That was a really great conversation about Naineev. I think I learned a lot about how I feel about her. Uh, she's never really been my favorite character, but the more I think about it, the more I think that she's a great character. Uh, and maybe Emma was right all along. And we should have been <laughs> in the Nynaeve fan club <laughs> oh my all gosh. these years.
1: We should have been part of the Nynaeve fan club. How did we never become members of that club? Uh, now I, yeah, I, this, is a, this goes out to, <laughs> to our good friend. Uh, we are sorry we didn't join your fan club, but we're there now. We're happy to join. I, I do want to say this last note. It does seem like Robert Jordan wrote essential Nineveh with very few tweaks. Uh, the Nineveh that we I get, uh, I think, is essential. And so there's there's some small things you can trim off. But hopefully we don't see Rafe and his team do too much to this storyline other than maybe amp it up.
0: I agree completely. All right, let's leave it there. Matt, thanks for joining. Yeah, thank you. This it is it's awesome
1: to jump into the bar side like this again.
0: Yeah, it was so much fun. So much fun. All right. If you are a fan of the podcast, please leave a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next time to the Bar side. We'll see you soon. Barside Chats is a Dusty Wheel production, jointly hosted by Brian the Gleeman and Matt the Innkeeper. If you would like to support this podcast, please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, or you may email us at podcast at